Look, the fire's coming. Are you ready for the fire? We're firemen. Okay. We are firemen! Got it, coach. The heat doesn't bother us. We live in the heat. We train in the heat. Yeah, let's go. It tells us that we're ready. We're at home. We're where we're supposed to be. Yeah, first off, when I say thanks, coach. thanks coach. Working hard doesn't mean bankroll. But aim for the box for the bank, though. Uh. Pad to pen, yeah, take note. Got at the helm, we in the same boat. The game requires other pain, though. No slack, practice never cancel. Yeah. Learn how to ball. Yeah. Coach when I fall. Uh. Lesson is learned. You're listening to Thanks Coach with your host, Darnell Samuels. Coach Philip Johnson is the last of a dying breed. His no-nonsense coaching and his views on the importance of acknowledging that men and women are fundamentally different, yet both are necessary for raising whole people. According to our culture standards, he'd be seen as politically incorrect. But that's why I love him. His principled purity. Pickup basketball was his classroom. That's where he taught many lessons. And for me, I learned the lesson that passivity in men is a cancer that masks itself as a virtue. At some point, you have to say to yourself, enough is enough. No more losing. Greetings, Coach Philip Johnson. Greetings. <laughs> so why don't you uh, give a brief um, breakdown of who you are, let people know who you are. Um, I'm Philip Johnson. Okay. I've uh, been coaching basketball since 1983, maybe 82, 83, been a while. Um, taught a lot of guys uh, over the years and um, enjoy coaching. I, um, yeah, some of the guys I've taught play on the Canadian Olympic team and play overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of fun. That's basically who I am. Okay, so I'm going to say a phrase, and you tell me what what you think. So practice makes perfect, but perfect practice is perfect. So when you practice, practice perfect. <laughs> that's what that's what you used to say to us. No, no, not like that. Practice make perfect, but perfect practice is perfect. So anytime you practice, you always practice perfectly. Okay, so where did that come from? Well, that that was a, a phrase that um, used to say, "Do your best at all times." I I um, realized that people, the way you practice is the way you play, and a lot of people did not believe in that philosophy when I first um, teach them because I believe that your practice, when you have a practice. You have to do you have to, consistency is very important to the game of um, basketball and also to the game of life. So I totally believe that when you when you when you do it, anything you do in life, you have to do it consistently. So you must do it to the best of your your ability, to the best of your ability. So that's why I mean practice first. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember because I, I I still say that now to the kids that I coach, and then I add something to it and I say. Um, you know, you can't be perfect for a whole game, but you can be perfect for a possession or two or more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes down to it, all you know, all you really need to do is be perfect for one possession, and that's possible. And that's mm-hmm. just making that's making a shot, that's getting out of a double team, mm-hmm. breaking a press, whatever the case is. But 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was very helpful. Now, you know, you were a tough coach. And when I mean tough, I mean literally tough. Why? Well, you grew up a certain way. Um, you know, as it stems from my mom and my dad. They were, you know, they were very, very hard on me. So, you know, like you know, at times. And so I, I, I get a lot of my um, discipline and the way I, I am, especially when I'm coaching my aggressiveness from my dad. And when it's time to be nurturing and understanding, I get that from my mom. Okay, so your dad um, was an influence? Oh, yeah, he was a huge influence. You know, he... Um, he was um, uh, he was one of those don't spare the rod <laughs> sort of thing. So he was um, yeah he was a huge influence on me. So how'd that show up in your coaching? Well, it showed up in my coaching is that you know you you set parameters right, and these are the parameters. And if a person goes th- um, goes out of the parameters, this is what you're gonna get. Okay, so like when when you were coaching us. And we stepped out of line. Explain that. What, well, what, how well, that my, process went. Well, my philosophy goes like this: You don't affect not one person. If somebody step out of line, um, the whole team suffer for it because we're a family, and it comes like I teach them responsibility. We are our brother's keepers. So if you do something that's was inappropriate, like while I'm talking, you're talking or making jokes or not doing, not practicing as hard as you should be, everybody suffer for that. Everybody. And what was your method of punishment? Well, it was it was a lateral movement, which I used to call touch-touch, um, push-ups, and, um, yeah, you know, um, running sometimes. But I, I know touch-touch was uh, my favorite. So explain what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go from, uh, you, you use your feet to go slide from side to side. And, you know, you take one step, lateral movement, touch the ground, another step, lateral movement, touch the ground. So it works on your, it builds a lot of your leg muscle. I know you used to do it quite often. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, you need to share your first experience uh, doing touch-touch and the after effect. Well, okay, I remember I couldn't walk the next day. Um, and I remember what happened was um, I fell to the ground and I was on my knees and um and I, and I fell to my knees and so you have to picture it. so I'm on my knees and I'm like trying to catch my breath and and gather my bearings and then I you know and I put my head to the ground and I'm like you know and I'm going down and I'm putting my head to the ground and then you came over and you put your hand on my back and you said not even Allah can save you buddy okay. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah <laughs> no this uh, I mean I mean they could say I'm a little bit of abusive, and I, I, I wasn't. Well, yeah, I was, but. That, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, that, that that was one of those moments. I was just like, man, who is this guy? Yeah, you know, yeah. because, um, uh, Josh, Josh brought you into our practice, um, to work out with us. So, uh, so I sat down with O'Neill. Do you remember O'Neill? Oh, O'Neill. No, Hibbert. Oh, yeah, I know. What do you remember about him? Oh my God, he was uh, he was the Charles Barkley of our team. Yeah, I used he, to think he, that too. You used to like to bang people a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was very tough for yeah, his size. I, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So me and him sat down for an interview, and me and him are basically going down memory lane and talking about trouble, like the trouble we used to get into mm-hmm. um, as a team, uh, sneaking out at night, going to parties, mm. um, pulling pranks on 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 Josh. 
mm. uh, embarrassing our family at tournaments, mm. uh, just uh, unruly. <laughs> yeah, so what did you think about us when you first came to our practice? Well, you know, like when I first came, I was, first of all, I've, I found that I was pretty honored to be playing, um, coaching a group of talent. And, um, you know, like I said, that um, I like to inspire people to, 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 I will push them a little bit to play better than what they're capable of playing. At that time, you guys were losing game. You weren't, you were, you weren't. Uh, Underachieving for sure. Very, very much so. You didn't, you, you didn't push yourself, in my opinion, right? So that's where the, the saying practice make perfect. The way you practice is the way you play. So, so I used to, so I wanted to implement that type of, uh, discipline and that type of uh, tenacity in the game, in the practice. So when it translates to the game, it, games are much easier than the practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I used to try to push you guys a lot when it comes to practices and all that. Yeah. And, 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 and use sports as a leverage to try to help people. Right? I, 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 I'm very interested because, I mean, people, when I run a practice... I run a realistic practice. Everything I teach you, you're going to be using. Touch, touch. People hated that. People hated touch, touch. And, and, and um, uh, my, Mr. Commentator over there was no different. He hated, he hated you. You didn't oh. like the touch, touch. You were going, ooh, I love it. <laughs> you wouldn't say none of that. You were, and, and, and what was interesting is um, you have a cousin named Biggie. He hated it too. <laughs> and, 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 and the first time they had to do it, I think they did something like 200 touch touch. And I, I, I didn't even think they went to school the next day because they were in so much pain. No, I'm telling you, my practice, one word that describes my practice is pain. They, I, and then they, a lot of them realized that when I'm talking, everybody listens. Where did you learn to be a tough coach? My first real coach that really taught me was, uh, yeah, was a racist, and um, you know, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, yeah. So I won't. So what's our home? Oh, so what do you mean, racist? Well, you know, he used to call you nigger all the time and everything like that. And I was called nigger so much, I thought that was my name. And you know, uh, <laughs> I, but um, he was the greatest motivator once the game get on and. He, he, I remember at the end of the year because I, I, I was, I was playing for Terry Miller at that time. Was you know, was probably about a hundred kids in one division, and um, he gave me one of the biggest compliments, saying that uh, I'm one of the most competitive and determined players that he ever coached at that time. Maybe coached mm -hmm. a lot better than me, but mm -hmm. at that time, I, I didn't know nothing about basketball. Um, he was not the best skill coach, but he used to motivate people the way he talks, how he gets inside a person's head. Um, he used to, he, he's from, he was from the state of Indiana, American guy. And I, I tell you, man, my, my, I sim I duplicate him in my coaching style not, and without being racist or sexist or yeah. anything, right? I yeah. duplicate his style of motivation was, was a, when a person wants to play for you, they, mm -hmm. It's tremendous, and I try to get people or train people to want to play for me. Okay, wow, wow, no, no, that that's, well, I I see it now, uh, now you know, well, back then, you know, when I played for you, uh, so we talk about 
um, pickup basketball mm. and playing. We used to play at Century Gardens, mm. you know, doing uh, playing pickup basketball. And there's a lot of life lessons I learned um, playing in that atmosphere uh, because, you know, playing pickup is not the same as organized basketball. Mm. It's a lot more in, what would you say? Uh, more intense. Well, uh, you know, it's um, it's uh, you know, when you're playing a real basketball game, it's it's very intense, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. When you play, but um, when you're playing pickup basketball, you know, it's intense for a moment. You know, you're playing against your friends. You know, maybe in some case people that you might not like that much. But it's it's a it's a different way of playing. Mm-hmm. And so, <coughs> I remember. You know, you um, got mad at me um, because, well, basically, we were on the same run. Mm. We were playing at uh, Century Gardens, uh, and we were on the same run. And the guy I was guarding was, uh, you know, just putting it on me. Not necessarily because he was better, but just because um, I wasn't um, putting forth the effort. And he scored like four straight points on me. And for those of you who don't know, like if you're playing pickup and it's game point, usually rule of thumb is nothing easy. You foul everything, you wrap them up. You know, that's what you do on a game point. And I didn't do that. The guy just came down. He just, you know, crossed me up a couple of times, got to the basket with ease, layup. And you lost it on me. You got in my face and you said, look, yo, don't you ever do that again. Don't you ever let anybody take advantage of you like that again. Um, and the, 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 you know, the rebuke was so loud, the guys on the other court, cause there's two courts, you know, um, there's the, you know, there's two courts. So the guys on the other court had to stop and they had to look over like, Oh shoot, what's going on over there. And like, you were getting in my face about not giving effort. And, you know, I, you know, I went home and I cried that night and, um, and after I cried, I said, okay, never again. And I was like, okay, next time I go back um, to Central Gardens to play pickup, it's a wrap. Man, I was guarding. I was like, whoever the best guy is on the run, I was like, look, man, I'm guarding him. I got him. And I was strapping everybody down. And from that point on, I always took pride in me being um, a lockdown defender. And, you know, I don't know if you disagree, but, you know, you know, playing defense is about effort. It isn't really about skill. It's not like, okay, well, you have the skill. Well, no, it's either you want to stop somebody or you don't. Um, and you taught me that, yeah, you have to stop people. At some point, you got to put your foot down and you can't let people walk over you like that. And so it was a hard lesson, um, but I, I'm thankful that, that you know, you, you confronted me and called me out like that because um, it only helped me, so... But yeah, um, what do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you a, a couple of interesting points, right? Where you've been, I've been. And sometimes uh, a person's mindset of, of getting intimidated, they're playing against a guy that they feel that is uh, much better than them. I'll tell you about, um, there was this one run, this was one guy, was a Caucasian guy that was, um, I was playing in Toronto. It was me, um, this Caucasian guy, and another guy who was very young, playing against uh, these three guys that was supposedly the the, the elitist in Toronto, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, um, we hand them the business. We hand them the And 
that's when guys start believing in me when they start to believe in themselves and that's the point i was trying to get across to you is that regardless of who you're playing against you still need to believe in yourself if you try your best and and you get beaten you know so it go but once you're not trying your best uh, it's tough mm. it's tough and 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 i'll tell you something that's what separate good people from great people you know, people good, you know, they do, you know, they get a mediocre career. You watch it in the NBA all the time. You know, Michael Jordan has the same skill, skill level as the next guy. Everybody has the same skill level as Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. He's not, you know, anything special. I agree. But what separates Michael Jordan from other people is his mindset. He comes in there saying, I'm going to win. I'm going to destroy you. This is, you know, he wants to fight. Mm -hmm. Right? He, mm -hmm. he, you know, he was... He, uh, even down to the twilight of his career, where he couldn't do some of the stuff that he used to be able to do, mm -hmm. he was still fighting. He hated mm -hmm. losing. Mm -hmm. Losing was for the other person, not losing. Him. And I think, like playing pickup, and it's not just at Century Gardens, but but pickup in general, mm. that that aura is um, definitely in, in in the room, in the climate. When you go in to play pickup, like like losing is just one of those things. Because you know, if your run is off, you might not get on for another twenty minutes or thirty minutes, and then the night's done, and then the night's done, and that's it. So guys want to play, and and even you know just being confrontational. And I remember a situation that happened with you and Elvis at Century Gardens. Uh, you, do you remember that? Uh, I remember many confrontations. <laughs> Many. Okay. You know, you know um, Elvis was a guy who was was uh, Elvis I, Dennis, right? Yeah. Yes. Enjoying the show? Well, you can show your appreciation by sharing this episode with a friend. You can also take a trip down memory lane by leaving a comment. You can contact Darnell on Facebook or on Instagram and Twitter at Dugada Darnell. That's D O G U D D A underscore Darnell. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. He was a person that had a lot of talent. And mm -hmm. um, I remember I coached him one time, and he was playing against guys older than him. And I, and I just like with you, I, I pushed him. Mm -hmm. And the guy was tremendous. But he was a, he, he was a pretty boy. He needed to look good <laughs> all the time. And um, being good looking like Elvis, yeah. I don't think you ever get mar married or anything. But yeah. He was, yeah. if, if there was the... Um, a GQ for basketball. Yeah, he that's was, Elvis. Miss, he was Mr. GQ. <laughs> GQ. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was, oh my God. Yeah. But the man could ball. Mm -hmm. Flat out, he could ball. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I remember at that time, we were paying um, um, Elvis. Um, I don't get upset with a player that's better than me. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I encourage that because... Mm -hmm. If if I you know at that time I was playing uh, I was on the downhill spill I was not playing all that good but mm -hmm. I was good enough to play a little mm -hmm. pickup ball you yeah know? bones were still cranking a yeah. little bit but I was still good enough to play pickup ball and um, <clears throat> you uh, you I remember you mentioned yesterday about when Elvis gave me the business but the, I think two weeks prior to that um, Elvis came in he didn't want to pay it I I, gave, I was the person manning the door I said oh you know what come in anyway and play and all that. And he acted like a complete jerk mm -hmm. on the court, mm -hmm. which was disrespectful to me because other people paid and I'm, I'm letting this man play for free. So I said, Elvis, come on, man. Don't uh, get me in trouble here. He didn't care. I said, really? Mm -hmm. I'm helping you out and you don't care? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm taking you off the court. 
I said, yeah. well, you mean take him off the court? Your run yeah, is going to be his run. run. It's going to beat his run. So, so I said, nope, I'm the next person running. Mm-hmm. And, and, and at that time, I was probably one about three games or something like that. Yeah. Right? I said, okay, you, 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 come. Let's see you. And I put, like, one thing about me when I'm, when I'm upset, I come like Superman. <laughs> like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I, you're not beating me. My jumper is Chris. Yeah. My ticket is hard. Uh. And, and then I, Elvis being pretty, mm-hmm. I bang him. Mm-hmm. I used to put my stick it all on his chest and all that. He mm-hmm. wasn't, and I took him off. And I say, see how easy that was. Mm-hmm. And you know, right? I, and then I, I forgot about it. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, he comes back and he's angry, and you know. And okay, and I guess that's what I saw, because, um, you know, there was the you know there was a court for the better players and the court for the l- players who weren't so good. So I was on the court for the players who weren't so good, and Elvis was on the court. You were on. You guys were on the big guy court who yeah. were you know more skilled and so what i remember was um elvis making a lot of noise yes <laughs> and he yeah, was yeah, and he yeah, was he yeah, was calling you out yeah, like yeah, yeah, and yeah. and he was waving off the defense we waving off the offense to, yeah. to put you on an island and you know as a kid you know i'm like okay there's my coach and then there's the there's the guy of the you know of yeah, the time yeah. you know elvis and yeah man he, he was just disrespecting you um you know calling you out but he was hooping he like was hooping. like he was hooping he, he was, was just hooping. like fade hooping. away and he was wearing he was wearing the the Jordan 11 the Concords those yeah. when they just came out <laughs> so he was looking like Michael Jordan yeah, he was like yeah, and he was yeah. like fading away out of out of out of bounds he was calling the shots oh, yeah. and he when had you, yeah 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 the, when the ball was in the air he was already calling the shots and you know what i mean so he, and he was like kind of like like you know grandstanding and bringing everybody yeah. to the to the court to be yeah. like oh oh boy you know, and you know, and I, I know you, you weren't in your prime. I know you weren't yeah, in your prime, yeah, yeah. but it was just one of those moments for me. I learned that, um, yo, this game is confrontational, yeah. and you have to defend yourself at all defend times, yourself. at all times, yeah. and that, um, you know, you know what I mean. It's aggressive, yeah. But you know, you of course you didn't back down. But it was just one of those moments in time where I, I learned as a hooper and as a person. Mm-hmm. That look, yo. If you're gonna open your mouth and say you're the man, you gotta prove it. You gotta back it. And up. and I'll and you know whether you know whatever happened with you know Elvis with the argument, Elvis was proving like, look, whatever. Regardless of what you think, I'm the man. You know, you kicked him off to say you're the man, but he came back and he's just like, no, I'm the man. And then he came back and he yeah, was hooping. Yeah. So and I was very proud of him at that moment because for him to you know like you know like I don't I don't get embarrassed easy especially with guys that I've taught mm-hmm. right I just want them to be respectful to mm-hmm. everybody and all mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. what I mean just because you're you're stronger don't need to beat up on people sometimes yeah. right and all yeah. that so I was I was I was quite proud I said wow Elvis you slapped me like a biatch. Yeah. I said, "Oh my God, man! What? What? I'm, I'm going to call nine one one. Yeah, man. What were you did to me the other time? You know, you deserve that beating up, right? You yeah. deserve that. And I, I didn't play him the way I would normally play if I'm angry with the mm-hmm. person, right? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to show him, and I said to him, you, you know, there's a lot of people looking up to you. Mm-hmm. If you get away with that, then other people get away with that, and then the people who are trying to do things fairly is going to be upset about that. I look at everything about being fair." Mm-hmm. And 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 the, and the guy who's um, the guy who's probably does not have your tenacity because Elvis at one time did not have confidence at one time was not like all of us like all of us we all start we all yes. have a starting that's place. right that's right so how we end up is how we end up but we all have a starting place and and I rem- and my job is to make sure that everything is fair right across the board 
regardless of how good you are or how poor you are. At least you come and you enjoy yourself. You can go, oh, yeah, I, had a, I almost beat this team. But Yeah, but you know what, Phil? You come, you're kind of like, like, like the grandfather or father figure in those atmospheres because a lot of times is there aren't, there isn't that older guy, OG, there to mediate things. Um, that's, that's very interesting you said, because like, yeah, like I said, like, I remember my first time going to, to play pickup and I didn't have a run. I didn't get on a run because, well, one, I didn't know anybody and I was a little kid and, um, I didn't know, I didn't know the culture. I didn't know you had to speak up for yourself or, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. You're very big on men not being passive. Talk about that for a bit. Well, passive people, they don't, you know, because they're mama's boy and they, (laughs) and they want to be, you know, all lovey dovey and everything and all that. It's, um, it's, it's quite, you know, I find it's difficult for me because I had a, I remember this one kid had so much skill, David Martin, and he is one of the most talented young men that I've coached. And, but he was very, you know, he, he was very passive. He was not as aggressive as he, he should have been to play at a high level. Um, but I, I, I remember giving him the business. And, and what, do you, are, what do you mean giving him the business? Well, you know, he didn't want to shoot. He, and he had more skills than anybody. I said, why are you not shooting? Well, if you don't want to play, sit on the bench. Be a water boy. You know? Mm-hmm. You you know I want, and, uh, man, he started crying. Mm-hmm. I had a difficult time with that. Mm-hmm. I said, you crying? How, how old was he? He was about 15 at the time. Okay, yeah, because when I cried, when you made me cry, I was like 16. Yeah. Um, And you know what? It's weird. I only bring that up because, you know, I don't know if you agree with me slightly, but like as as, as a young man, as you get older, as a male, um, you learn to control. Yeah. You learn to control the, the, the crying. Yeah. So once you reach like, especially when you get to high school, you know what I mean? Like you learn to, to kind of shut that emotion yeah, yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so if it if a person's crying... Then they're really crying. Like if you yeah, really yeah, made him cry, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, it was real, it was real tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah but go yeah, ahead. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I mean, not to put no shame in crying and all that, but males. And I know a lot of ladies say, you know, I, 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 I like that sensitive side, but man, <laughs> bull, bull. <laughs> I, I think it's bull. I honestly think that you know when you show, you know, women are attracted to things that's hard. Mm-hmm. Men are attracted to things that's soft. Mm. So, so mm. when you're talking about, uh, you know, you're not gonna be with a woman who's like, like more like a man, mm. because you know you're gonna be with a woman that shows her softer side, mm. that brings out that softer side mm. from mm-hmm. you, right? Nurturing mama guy, a little touch you up a little bit and all mm-hmm. that. If a man come <laughs> punch you, not love yeah. that person. So it's very important that you know what you channel your emotion and that's what I do both of them is channeling their emotion in yes. different ways yes. so I teach when people are, are angry mm-hmm. I teach them they're tougher defensive player they know how to get focused more mm-hmm. say, okay dude, okay, and they don't lose their temper mm-hmm. they focus themselves mm-hmm. and people who's not you push them a little bit that they get they, that, they, that they feel that they're give them ex- give them permission to play aggressive mm-hmm. right Everybody had to be taught in a different way. You know, there's a certain psychology I use for basketball mm-hmm. where you get inside their heads and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and get to know them, get to see how they, they, they think, how they play. You know, that's, that's just quite a thing. So, so, uh, like, so how did you get in my head? Or guys like me? Well, guys like you because you were passive, right? You're passive. Yes, yes, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're very passive. Yeah. 
right? And 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 you know, um, you know, I used to push you a little bit. Just give it a little push. Every time it's a little push. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't go from um, because you were you were with me for a little while. Mm-hmm. Were you, were you when when I when I spoke to you? No, you weren't. You weren't. You weren't playing with me. You played with me after. Yeah. That's what's right. So, um, yeah, I was very abusive to you. I, I apologize for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about when I, when I, when I, anybody that played with me and I was playing, competing. Oh, playing I, on the same run as you. Yeah, yeah I, playing I on the run, same. Run. Well, yeah, like you coaching them, playing on a run, I think it's two different things. No, but, but I did not coach you as yet. No, but I know, I know who you are. I know, yeah. I, I know who you were. Yeah, but I did not, I did not. So, with, with, I was very upset. Because I want you to try your best, and you, because you did not try your best, and you didn't put out the effort, it, it drives me crazy. I I cannot handle a person who just go, oh well, they lose. I'm I'm putting out a hundred percent effort, and this person not trying. It's like life, right? You know, if if you don't if you don't um, come home with the bacon, and you say, well, you know, you're gonna repossess our house. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Like you talked about, like the arguing on on the floor, and people arguing for calls and. The, ch- the chitter chatter back and forth. It's interesting because, you know, we don't see that now, um, today. Um, well, and well, men, men were men were men. Back in those days, they're not men now. They and I and I hate to use terminology which seems very derogatory. No, no, just just be yourself. Yeah, but but they they act like girls. They're when 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 a girl is when a girl is hurt. When mm-hmm. females are hurt, they mm-hmm. tend to cry. When men are hurt, they tend to act violent, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes, sometimes, I find there's a, a, a because of uh, this single parenthood now, and they don't learn how to be a man from their dads. They're learning how to be a man from their moms. Mm-hmm. So they're going to take up certain characteristics from their moms yeah. and have that type of personality trait. When it comes to sensitivity and all these, stuff. which yeah. which I'm not saying women cannot um, teach a man, right? But women can only teach a man to be with with certain. Women can only teach a man when it comes to certain structure. They cannot actually teach a man how to be a man because a woman, they really can't. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I don't know what it's like to go through a period and and deliver a baby and do all these sort of things. I don't. I would never know. I wouldn't. I don't know about anything about. Um, um, you know the chemical imbalance when I, when I get when I go into hormonal things and all. I don't know that. In the same practice, they don't know that you know how to control, and that's the reason why I used to connect with some of these guys that that was very sensitive, because I too my mom my I I mean, I I I was raised by two parents, mm-hmm. right? My dad. You know, my mom. You know, when 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 arguments happen, my mom and my dad. Okay, all right, okay. And I used to say, "Oh, how could he take that?" But now, growing up, seeing having that example, mm-hmm. and I'm, and I say, "Okay, all right." Yeah, it's like water, and 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 sometimes a man needs to learn how to be a man to ignore certain things, to say, "You know what? Listen." Yeah, you know, we we I I disagree and try to yeah. be the calm and collective, or and know when to listen sometimes because yeah. some men, their pride gets in the way and and mm-hmm. they, and they don't want to listen sometimes. Of course, but, of course. But, but on sometimes they need to know how to be a man. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's and I think that's what's lacking 
in our society today of, of and, and sports you know like coaches now think that you know all they do is just coach and it's more than that I, I that's why it's very hard when I take a look at some of these coaches where they have to be more than that because a lot of people coming from broken homes mm-hmm. and they use sports to bridge that 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 mm-hmm. that 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 uh, barrier where they want to learn how to be you know more of a man want to learn how to be you know how to how to understand certain things you know it had a kid he his his father died and um he took it hard his father died his father was but and i i, I and i started bridging that gap and he ended up in a good he, at first he was he was want to smoke weed he doesn't want to do nothing and and because i knew his dad i you know and i talked to him i i said well how do you think your dad will look at you now and he realized that he's making his father ashamed at the way he's conducting himself present. And I and he, he go, Coach, would you come see my basketball game? And I did. I, I was working. I cut out early. And I went and saw his basketball game. These are, you know, people don't do these things anymore. Yeah. But I, I remember I used to go around. It had this one mother. I used to go around picking up kids. And, and you know what? One of the things I love about pickup games is that I used to bring these kids some of these kids who have single mothers, kids to pick up games to play, and 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 I let them get roughed up, and I pick them up again and say, "Come on, let's go fight again," and they get a little better, and a little better, and a little better, a little tougher, and a lot tougher, mm-hmm. and then when they go actually play in a real game, they go, "Wow, I never think I had that in me," yeah, and that is the yeah. real joy, yeah. to me. When it comes to basketball and pick up and enjoying yourself and all yeah, that. no, I'm glad you said that because yeah, you helped me in that way. Uh, so, you know, uh, I know people. I know this is on audio. We're not doing video, but I know you'll know. But so I'm a smaller guy for a basketball player. I'm a I'm a, I'm five ten, so I'm average height. For, I'm above average height for a regular male, but for basketball, I'm small. And so what happens in pickup is. Um, you pick out the weakest link. You attack the weakest link, right? Mm-hmm. In, in basketball, that's just how it is. So I'm I'm usually the weakest link physically. So then I'll have I'll have to guard bigger guys who are bigger and stronger than me. And what they try to do is post you up, right? Mm-hmm. And they try to back you down. And you taught me um, good footwork and good handwork. So when somebody puts their forearm in my chest, um, I chop down uh, and I front and I turn. Mean, I chop uh, I chop down and I front. Uh, Nobody can post me up. Nobody can take advantage of me. I can't believe he still remembers. Bruh, that, I use, yo, I use it to this day and no word of a lie. And for those guys who are listening, the other day, I almost got into a fight with a guy on the court because of it. Because this guy, he's bigger than me. And so I guess he thought he could push me around. Mm. He thought he could back me down. Mm. And you know, he was getting frustrated because I kept chopping down at his, I kept chopping down and fronting. Mm. And like, if he's gonna hold me, then I'm gonna hold you, and that's it. And nobody's going anywhere. Mm. And so, you know, he got into my got my face and was talking, you know, talking mess. And I just told him, I said, "Look, man, this bully stuff is not happening over here. Go do that with somebody else. You're not. I may be smaller than you, but I'm not gonna roll over." Mm. And it was one of those standoff moments. But I but I learned that um, as a teen um, playing with you. And it's one thing to be coached by you while you're on the sideline. And I'm in the game, but it's another thing to be coached by you. Me and you are on the same run. Mm. So when me and you are on the same run, it's a different relationship. Mm. Where look, look, where look, this game's dead at eleven. Mm. <laughs> this game's dead at eleven. Mm. 
you know, and we got to win. Mm. So you are a lot more tougher mm. because we become peers mm. when we're on the same team. Mm. And so now I'm learning from you firsthand. It's almost like an apprentice, mm. you know, you're just learning like, okay, well, what kind of demeanor do you have to have to win? And then you would always demonstrate like, look, you got to be cutthroat, buddy. Mm. You can't be letting people run over you like that. Mm. So, yeah, I, I still do it to this day. I still teach I it to the kids. I tell you, man, I remember I remember playing against uh, um, Jay Triano. Jay Triano is, whew, mm -hmm. in my opinion, was one of the best basketball players that ever came out of Canada. He was just. Oh, really? Oh, my God. He scored 50-something points against us. This is back when they didn't have no threes. Mm -hmm. That boy is just, whew, whew. That boy used to put a hurt, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He was tough, tough guy, mm. you know what I mean? And this is the thing, you know. You know, when you're playing against people that had that type of, you know, and people don't know, like, you cannot, men need to fight sometimes. You need to fight it out. And then you say, you know what? I might not like this guy, but I respect him. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So I just think, I just think you, you take away that toughness out of it, you know, you're going to have a bunch of guys that bottle up their anger inside of it. Sports is one of those things that help you release it. Yeah, right? in, in a controlled way. So there's points where even like, you know, a fighter, even though they're fighting, like boxing or MMA, mm -hmm. even though they're fighting, they're never really out of control because if they're out of control, that then becomes that dangerous for themselves. Dangerous for themselves and then they lose that. Yeah, then they lose. So yeah. there's a focus even in the fighting. Yeah, but, when, but sometimes when certain things are personal, mm -hmm. right? It's personal. I I remember I remember playing a game, and you know the guy the guy was trying to get personal with me and all that and and I, I, I if I'm not trash talking you, and you try to get personal with me, it's not a good thing, mm -hmm. because I'm now I'm focused mm -hmm. now now the fo I'm, my mouth is shut, mm -hmm. I'm not laughing at you. There's no smile. Yeah. And then and then, and then I started then we start playing ball. Yeah, but part of it is like you know even dealing with the trash talk is not taking. Learning how not to take it personal. Yes. Um, so or, or make it personal towards people. Well, even then, but even then, I hear Kevin Garnett used to yes. used to used to say stuff. Yes, yeah, Kevin Garnett about, about people's mom and stuff. Yeah, like Lamar happened with, happened with. I think it was Garnett and Lamar Odom. Um, and Lamar Odom's mom died, and so Garnett made some comments about it. Um, but no, but in general, he didn't know his mom died. But you know, you always make fun of people's moms to throw them off. Yes. But that was a sore spot for Lamar Odom. But to that, I say, I think there's a level of professionalism yes. and it's business. Yeah. So like when I go to work and I'm collecting a paycheck, it's business. Mm -hmm. You know, to pay rent, to put groceries on the table, like you can call me whatever you want. I might quit, but I'm not going to lose my cool. Um, I'm going to finish my shift. You know what I mean? Finish my shift, get paid, whatever the case is. But it's still business. Even though when people disrespect you, um, there's a time and place for that. Don't fight at work. Mm. Jump them on their way home. Yeah, jump them on their way you see, home. You see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, even in your playing in a game and people are talking garbage to you and they say something sort to you, well, hold on. Like, there's still 20 minutes left in the game. Mm. Like, let's get the W mm. and then sort and then deal with it after. Let me tell you something. One of the things that made me very well, made me feel a best feeling in the world is I remember um, Biggie, um, which was your cousin, was um, not um, very good when he was younger. 
mm-hmm. and I took him, and I remember teaching him how to. And you were there, <laughs> teaching him how to do the drop step. That's yes. where you drop look. step up and under. Yes, up that's where under. I learned to defend myself that in the post. In the post, and yes, that's, that's right. right. That's, that's how right. I learned. But I remember, I remember that practice, and it wasn't a lot. All the guys weren't there. It was just me, you, and Biggie. Me, you, and Biggie. Biggie yeah, was there. And I remember you. You know, you got mad. You got really mad at Biggie and you because he was very soft. He was yeah, very, he, very, he was very very soft. And and what happened is, I used to, I used to, I, I mean, I said, Biggie, you see how I'm hitting you? I want you to hit me the same way. And he used to hit, but I was a tough, I was a tough man, mm-hmm. right? Now you, I couldn't hit that hard because you know your mom there, and you know how mm-hmm. oh, she be. I give him a little touch. Ooh, his <coughs> chest cave in and all that. You, you know, you've probably been a paralegic now. You know, you know, talking. You probably, but with Biggie was a, it was a, it was a bit, and and Biggie became tougher, mm-hmm. and he became better, and a little better. Yeah, a little better. You know what made you mad? When he, the way he used to finish, so he used to finger roll a lot. Yes, and got blocked. Yeah, or miss. He'll just like be at the rim, point blank, and he'll finger roll because you know he's big. He's he's so for those who don't know, Biggie, he's he's six eight, size eighteen, size nineteen shoe, mm. big hands, good soft hands, could hoop, but he could hoop and he would. But when he was close to the basket, he would always finger roll, and the ball would roll out or. That's just not how you do it. Mm. And so, yeah, you just lost it on him on one of the Yeah, things. yeah, and he did push-ups, I remember. You say, okay, you don't want to, no, I said, okay, we just start over 10, 20, 100. I said, I don't care. I can't do it. Said, nah, 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 you're going to do it. <laughs> and and he, so he started focusing on finishing. Yes. Right? And that's where you became mental. That's why I talk about mental toughness. Mental toughness means that you started, you started saying, okay, if I miss this, I'm I'm back down doing push-ups. I hate push-ups. So you get mentally tough, and he does start finishing with yeah, the finger that's roll, right? right? Yeah. yeah, and and you know, today, um, can can he say can he credit me to some degree for his success as a basketball player? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. No, he does. He does. He does. He does. You know he, I mean? he does mention you, um, not, and how help, how helpful you have been for him. Alvin has been for him. Yeah. Um. And it, and it, and it, I guess it, right. It takes a community, right? Because you move up from level to level. Yes. Um. And you get these coaches. So. Lastly. I'm pretend I'm one of your players again, and I'm not putting forth the effort in practice, or just having a bad day in practice. Uh, how would you motivate me to get me going? Well, the, the, my my motivation is pain. I'm not making, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm telling you, when you let down yourself, you let down the team, right? So it's not only you, you let down. If I had a bad day coaching, it's not, I'm not affecting only me, I'm affecting the team. So you have to keep yourself in check at all times. Keep it in check. Case in point is that um, if, you're having a, if you're having a bad day, um, um, like for instance, you don't want to play hard, Right? You, I give you a couple outs. Do you, you want to go home? If you want to go home, go home, right? And you get you leave. But once you're in my practice, you're gonna play hard. That's the first option. You you decide you want to stay. Okay. So if I don't see you run or play as hard as you are, you know what's gonna happen? Everybody's running. Mm-hmm. And it's a difference when you have other players on your team looking at you and saying, you such and such, you're making me feel pain. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing. 
<laughs> what happened after practice <laughs> is not a good thing. So this is the reason why um, I give you an option. I say, if you're playing, I'm going to push you. I let you know that first of all. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to, if you don't want to, uh, and then you learn to run and play. And so you come to my practice with the expectation that, you know what, I'm going to give 100%, regardless of what I'm going through. I believe in that, giving 100%, regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, there's no excuse. None. None. No excuse. No excuse. No excuse for not working hard? No excuse for not working hard or doing the best you can. None. Whatever troubles you have out there, I, doesn't, I really don't care about that. Ooh. Execution. Mm. Right? If this is how you're supposed to do it, you have to do it. If mm. you, like, like, for instance, I, I use the analogy as that, you know what? I don't have money to pay rent. The landlord's going to go, oh, I'm sorry, I heard that. No. I, don't, I can't pay a certain bill when they're going to repossess your car. Well, that's part of life. That's that's the lifestyle that we lived here, where the people don't really give a rat's patootie about <laughs> about 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 us. Yeah. We don't. They don't. If you yeah. cannot pay bills or pay the note on your car or yeah. pay rent or this and that, they don't care. They mm-hmm. really don't care. So you got to block that out and try to finish the task at hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. You know, I can I definitely I appreciate you, Coach, and I thank you for that. Cause, like, you know, I'm a reflective person, so I, I like to you know reflect on those times and playing for you and Hamilton and Josh and Alvin, and you know, I I see that in my life now. And I would you know sometimes like, you know, my wife would be like, "Yo, like, how come you're not worried about this? How come you're not this?" And I'm just like, "Well, uh, I I like I." was taught to function in a different way. Like I, I like I, I was rewired up before I, I was passive and afraid and, 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 you know, but then, you know, there was a rewiring that happened in the pain mm. under your hands, under Hamilton's hands, under Alvin's hands. Mm. And, and now you're kind of like, okay, you compartmentalize everything and you're like, okay, look, man, there's a job that has to get done. Mm. You know, I got to get up in the morning mm. because um, like you know, you, if you're a hooper, you know you get up because you want to make sure you want to maintain scoring twenty points a game. You want to be the mm-hmm. man. To be the man, you got to get up in the morning. Um, but when you're not hooping, but you have rent to pay or you have kids mm-hmm. that you have to get to school, mm-hmm. um, you know you have a job interview. You want to get to the job on time, or you have that three month window to mm-hmm. maintain that job mm-hmm. and to perform well. But yet, you know, there's foolishness happening at home or with your girl yeah, or, or your yeah, parents. Yeah, yeah. You know, you 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 can't let one influence the other. You know, you gotta, you know, of course, you know, you deal with your own personal issues. Mm. You deal with it at that time, mm. in that context. There's a time and place. Mm. But, you know, when it's time to rock, you gotta rock. Well, I'll tell you something. Um, a friend of mine was, was was saying to me, and, you know, she's not a hooper. And she talks, she talks exactly like, she said to me that, you know what, her back is hurting her, her knee's hurting her, this is hurting her, that is hurting her. But she said, you know, she had to just do it. She, you know, and a lot of time, you know, you hear ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, from her, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, she doesn't make an excuse. She makes sure and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, out of everything, I respect that about this lady and all that. I mean, a lot of people, you know, you know, you, oh, I crack a nail, I do this, I do. They make excuses, mm-hmm. and I never used to understand 
when I was younger, much, much younger, I used to make excuses a lot. So I'm not, I'm not nobody different. Is that, that excuses used to drive my father crazy. Mm-hmm. My dad used to go, ooh, ooh, you know, go, go crazy because mm-hmm. he, you know, excuses doesn't, no, make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I used to work with my dad. I said, dad, I can't do that. You can't? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i made it happen yeah i made it happen you know working with my dad and everything like that i made it happen mom was a, a much much different person of course his mom is a mom, mom. Is, mom very, is a mom mom you said okay phil all right mm-hmm. you know daddy mistreat me mom <laughs> <laughs> that's me now my father mistreat me <laughs> but you know my father is you know He's a huge, huge. My parents mm-hmm. are a huge impact of who I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they, they. When it comes to coaching and everything, and the reason why I'm very successful coaching, Hal Flowers, well, the coach, the racist coach, mm-hmm. he was influencing my style. But the determination and discipline was my dad. And when it comes to um, um, nurturing and being understanding and listening, that's my mom. Mm-hmm. So those three pillars for me, mm-hmm. and the fourth pillar is maybe um, a person named, um, oh my God, Miss Nuff Fraser, um, I forgot the guy's name, um, but he high school coach. He one of the best coaches in high school that coached me. He was all about skill level and being very precise about skill. And Jack Scott, of course, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Jack Scott used to teach skills and everything. So I was. Very, very influenced by coaches that taught me. I just take little aspects of mm-hmm. of those guys, and mm-hmm. I, I implement that in my coaching style. Yeah, and family, mom and dad. Mom and dad, yeah. Wow. So, you know, I guess, yeah, that, that really does echo um, and translate from what you learn from your mom and dad to us. And then also, I guess, shows that the importance of having a mom and dad. Like, cause, yeah, like you said, you have players who don't necessarily have their dad yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, And so now you're dealing with, half a people or half a person. Yeah, and, and it shows in their game. It shows why they're frustrated. It shows when they used to lose temper. It shows when they didn't used to lose temper. They used to be very into themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And once you once you break that through, mm-hmm. then, yeah, too much. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, well, I definitely appreciate you, Coach, and I'm glad that you did give your time to us. And um, Well, I've, I've benefited from it today. Um, so don't think that your work has gone unnoticed. <coughs> yeah, so thank you. Thank no you. problem. Yeah. See you, brother. Yes. Good, good seeing you, Phil. On the next episode of Thanks, Coach. Can you train them to be competitive and a hard worker? You're speaking from a parent or coach? Parent. Or from a parent, 100% you can instill values into your children. Mm-hmm. How, how, how would you do that? How would you suggest or by modeling whatever you're asking them to do in the home. Mm-hmm. Your actions, right? If your actions are consistent and you, you put you provide that structure as oh. a parent, as a parent, you have the most control, right? As a, the most control as a parent. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're your kids. They've mm-hmm. been with you far longer than this coach. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They know the value of hard work. It's not the first time that they've had to work hard. Maybe this is the first time they physically had to work hard, but they've worked hard and you ensure that they've, you know, worked hard. 
prior to this. So this is not new to them. It's just an, the environment is new. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to say thanks, coach. <laughs>